you are now about to witness uh, the awesome uh, crushing uh, might uh, of the U.G.S. Robinson show and yes the kid is sleeping welcome my friends uh, to a show that seemingly never kind of sort of ends uh, this is a version or two three eight the UGS wants to show stopper <laughs> you do anything fun last night yeah, yeah. Did it involve the fights? No, no. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't I did not watch it. How's that for use of a creative use of a double negative? I'll tell you how I watched it. But first, Bob Riley, Stigmata, singing us into existence as he has every week since 2007. It's called. Calling of the Just, the band is Stigmata. This song is called Intro All of Nothing. And it's still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your, hit your car with a hammer, shoot you to death in a nightclub. Sadly, that happened in Colorado. And run your mayor pro tem out of town. Go to Google, type in Revelation Records, Stigmata. Calling it just if you want the record. Listen. Well, I could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. Yeah. There you go, my friends. What is that thing that line from that Morrissey song? I called to wish you an unhappy birthday. Ah, yes, we have uh, November is the cruelest month. And here we are with a fight that I went into with zero cares, bearing out that it deserves zero cares. And yet, and yet, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, hey, man. Hey, huh, Pascal. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't have known with the Stockton thing. I would have thought you were 209 all the way, out and about slapping people. But yes, oh, look at it. Tommy B's here. Everybody's here. How you's doing? Let's get the commercials out of the way so we can get to the show quick, fast, in a hurry. Presumably, you've already read your sub stack. It zigs where others would zag. I, you didn't think I would let the one-year anniversary of the collapse, fantastical, wonderful collapse of Aussie media as it was go without a notice. Uh, so, you know, I, I had to put it out there. Uh, I mean, it happened in October, but I had other things to cover between now and then. So hence it is today. However, commercials. Well, since I'm not about that PayPal anymore, I won't give you that. And and since I, 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 uh, I uh, what is the other one I don't trust? Who, don't, who else don't I trust? Well, PayPal, first of all, uh, and there's somebody else I don't trust. It doesn't matter. If you want to give money to the show, Eugene-Robinson-28, I believe is cash out. One of you gave $3 last week. Don't feel bad about this. I'm not even, I'm not even counter-psychologizing you by saying don't feel bad about it and really meaning feel bad about it. I am happy to get $3. Do not make a mistake to believe that I am not the cat who is not happy with $3. You walk up to me in the street, if you walk up to me in the street and give me $3 and say nothing, I'm talking about that for the rest of the day. This guy, he just walked up and he gave me $3. It's like $3 I didn't have, and I didn't have to do anything for it. Oh, no. You know, uh, so I'll, I'll be happy. Uh, Planet Oxbow, I think if you want to go Venmo, uh, again, I don't trust PayPal anymore since they had this magical mystery $2,500 charge, which I cannot afford. Patreon.com slash the stomper. If you just want to set it and forget it, 
the old fa oh, the old fashioned way is the post office. I don't do that anymore either. I don't give out the post box because I'm trying to decommission it because I don't want to have to maintain it after I move to Europe. So you only got three ways to pay. Commercials are done. Here we are at two, three, eight of the Eugenius Robinson Show Stomper. And uh, let's see, how, let, how do we get into this? Usually we start by counting, recounting what happened in the week. And now we're in that weird zone where we were for 10 years where I can't actually talk about some of the stuff that I'd like to talk about that happened during the week. But like the hip hop song says, largely the subtext is fake friends. Now, once you get out of your hardcore phase, you stop imbuing people with enough uh, uh, um, with enough uh, uh, space and room to slip a knife be between your, your shoulder blades in the back. You just don't offer the back unless you're like, if you read Octave Mirbeau, The Torture Garden, and he says in the book, some backs cry out for the knife. Or like Sly Stone once said, some people you just love to burn. If you're one of those people, you will recognize that in yourself if it's happened more than five times. It is something that you like sorry to hear it from me. Just own up to it. The rest of us have that shit happen one or two times and we make a decision and say, that's not going to happen again for good or for ill. As some woman once told me, oh, you'll never fall in love again. <laughs> really? Well, you assume that's something that somebody needs. We all need love, Eugene. Yes, but some of us will settle for cash. That's not the point of the show. So uh, so I'm going to be elliptical about this as always, which is perfect and why it's sort of the reason for it's sort of the reason for a uh, um, for the Substack being what it is. Look what you made me do. I also need to send a word of thanks out to everybody who hasn't read the Substack yet, because if you get to the end of it, you do know that we made the Substack bestseller list. I don't know what this means. It seems to be something they're very excited about. That means enough of you have subscribed to it to make you the bestseller. And I don't even mean that you've subscribed that you pay the $7 or the $70 or the $240. I don't even know what that means, except that you like to read it. And I think they base it on not just sends, but opens. So thank you for getting it, opening it, and spending four minutes of your time reading what I'm writing. They told me to say that. I would thank you anyway, but it also helps to note that they that's what they said to say. Okay, so this week, what happened outside of me getting knifed in the back in a situation that was statistically unavoidable, by which I mean it didn't happen in the personal arena, so you can relax on that count. Everything else, guess. I'm not going to talk about it now. In the fullness of time, much like the Aussie thing, this stuff will come out. Also, there's a, a burbling wellspring, a bolitio, as Meister Eckhart once talked about it, an overflowing font of information about the Aussie thing as it's developed, which, again, three types of secrets, the ones we share, the ones I keep from you, and the third type about future events as yet unknown. Uh, sorry to be quoting Hitler so early in the show, but I do like the three types of secrets. No, it's not a bloody elbow. So um, bloody elbow is a bloody elbow and decibel are non-factors to me. I do the thing, the check shows up. I don't care. That's what I, I don't care. So, uh, but that's not the point of the show. The point of the show is professional malfeasance because it plays off of the substack. Now, <clears throat> and this ties into MMA. So don't, you don't have to worry. You, you should know this by now. So I'm sitting doing my, my fantasy felony chart. Right. By which I look at the cases of the day and I try to figure out, OK. Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos by herself is convicted. You know, and I know as we move these tiles around in the America of today, Elizabeth Holmes walks. Elizabeth Holmes, singular. If you have friends with or you are friends with. Henry Kissinger, George Schultz, Joe Biden, Rupert Murdoch, as has been proven in the past, you could probably murder somebody and you're going to skate. $9 billion valuation 
$140 million mysteriously vacuumed up. A fall from grace when it turns out that uh, a 19-year-old dropout from Stanford who wasn't a wonderkin had actually managed to not start a company that they could analyze your entire state of health and well-being by a single drop of blood. Fantastical. But the mimicry on point, the turtleneck, the fake deep voice, the uh, the photogenesis, to make up a word. It was all on point. People wanted to believe that Barbie's dream house had a lot more than Ken in it. Without Mr. Interlocutor, Ramesh Sonny Bawani, I've gone dangerously into Dave Emery territory, and I apologize. Without him, as I work on my felony fantasy league, she walks. If you remember Warren Moon, the quarterback, Warren Moon got busted for domestic violence. Warren Moon was one of the softest guys in the NFL. Apparently, during the course of an evening, uh, uh, while being accused of cheating, Warren Moon found himself on the business end of an enraged wife. She began slapping him, kicking him. At a certain point, throwing things at him. At a certain point, I think she grabbed some award that he had on his mantle. I want to say Heisman Trophy, but I'm not sure whether it was really a Heisman Trophy or my brain wants to envision it as a Heisman Trophy because that's somewhat poetic. She grabs something heavy off of his mantelpiece and after he's taken a knee as a result of the previous strikes, she begins striking him on or about the head and neck with this heavy piece of statuary. In order to save his life at this point, Warren Moon pushes her away. She falls, stands up, walks to the phone, calls the police. She has been assaulted. A friend of mine whose name I'm going to say was Jude. Being that it was punk rock days, you have to know his name was not Jude, but pronounced Jew. Was he Jewish? I don't know. But Jude and Jew sound enough alike that I just called him Jude, not wanting to wade into weird waters. Jude sold carpets and flags. One of those cats that you see set up on, a, on the edge of an empty lot with the flags and the carpets draped over the fence. He was also a bass player and a guitar player, played music. One day, he's out there with the attractive woman. I go, who's that? He said, that's my girlfriend. You know, in the business together. I don't know. He, he made money. He had a nice stuff as far as I was concerned. Had a van. What else do you need? He's going home one night. They've wrapped up, put all the flags and the rugs in the back of the van. They're driving on 280 back up to San Francisco. They get into an argument again. Basis of the argument, a wandering sausage. She decides to make a point in the only way a point can be made on the most out-of-control freeway in America, Highway 280 in San Francisco, in California. Designed by a race car driver, you can absolutely, everybody on this road speeds, including the guy who invented it, who got stopped by the cops once and said, you know, I designed this road. And they're like, great, here's your ticket. She reaches over, grabs a steering wheel, and yanks it authoritatively to the right. The van starts fishtailing in the lane. Starts fishtailing in the lane. He pushes her away from the, the steering wheel. Now, I just have his version. They get to where they're going. He drops her off at her house. Because, listen, you need to relax. I didn't have sex with that girl. Who knows? He gets home. By the time he gets home and unloads the carpets and the flags, the police show up and they arrest him. He's telling me this story. And he's like, well, man, I'll see you when I get out of jail. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got this middle class thing in my head. Well, are you going to jail for what? He goes, well, they, they got me. What do you mean they got you? She tried to kill you. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, they got me. And dude went to jail. Just it was He was what you call 
a regular customer. Why fight it? Why fight it? So in the felony fantasy league, without Balwani, somebody like somebody like you know the friend of Henry Kissinger and Rupert Murdoch does not go to jail. And she's Lee, you know, Harvey Weinstein coming in the court with the Walker. You see these people play this. I had a friend who used, who I mentioned in the Substack, who used diminished capacity as a result of roid rage as an excuse to beat a murder rap. It did not work. He put a suit on and cut his hair. He was 260. It didn't work. He went to prison for 20. He's still there in San Quentin. He got out for a bit and somehow violated his parole. Don't know what happened. Back in. However, it gets complicated because Ramesh Sonny Bawani, she decides to make dude fall guy. And she goes, yes, I did these things, but I was an abused woman. We're calling here Warren Moon's wife. I was an abused woman. He was a Svengali-like figure, and I had no control over the decisions I made after a certain point. It was him, Your Honor, or like Nick Cave says about the devil on the rooftop, here's your man, I got the proof. Now, in Fantasy Felony League, this presents you with a certain number of problems. I didn't kill those people on CLO Drive. Says Patricia Krenwinkel. Text Watson. Manson told me to kill him. Without him telling me to kill him, I don't kill him. There's a causal connection between him telling me. Well, what's the causal connection? Well, there's a causal connection between all the LSD he made me take, made you take. Okay, there's a causal connection between the LSD I took. Okay, and and then the multi-hour sex day. And well, he had my mind. Yeah, but if you don't drive over there, those people are not dead. Yes, but it wasn't me driving over. I was the hands. That was the he was the head. Vincent Bulosi, who was a, 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 a sort of a let's not get into personal assassination. Let's just say guy was a glory hog, makes a claim that without the head in the hands, these are made it, they should all go. You act a fool in the courts. Based on the, whatever privilege you had up to that point in time, poor or not poor, you know, uh, you thought that you could get away with it, clowning up the system. You had become celebrities, glomming onto that celebrity for what it's worth, and you're still in prison. From 1969 to now, Death Valley 69, Krenwinkel is still going trying to get 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 parole, a probation, yeah, you know, whatever that is when you, they let you out. And the courts and the families keep saying, you know what? She can get out when our family members come home, which is to say, never. Okay, head in hand. Bawani is like, whoa, hey, whoa, hey. And so, insofar as any defense was issued, he's like, no, we did. I, I, we, no, I, 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 we. We. We operated independently. I did not use force of arms. I did not use psychological tricks. We did this together. So what do you do? You know, I did a substack on Brock Turner. I want to say Lesnar every time he gives the Stanford uh, water polo rapist who was set free by another Stanford guy who was a classmate of mine, Aaron Persky, who as luck would have it. Out of all the gin joints in the world, she's going to walk into mine. He walks into out of all the jujitsu places in the world, Aaron Persky's going to walk into mine. And I identify him before the session is out. And he calls me and says, I'm going by my middle name now. I was like, hey, bro, <laughs> this is a judgment-free zone here at, uh, at the Sarau Academy. Or as it says on the answering machine, Sirial. How do you have somebody mispronounce your academy name on your outgoing message? I don't know. The wild and wonderful ways of Brazilians who are in the jiu-jitsu. So... Um, <laughs> Um, there was no counterclaiming with Persky and, you know, there, there was a recommendation, sentencing recommendation. There was some latitude, former Stanford athlete, had some sort of sympathy for former Stanford athlete. You know who else was a former Stanford athlete? Me. 
You think I would have been allowed to walk if I if they had found me rooting down on an unconscious woman? And then identity politics enters the picture when the woman reveals her identity. Chanel, whatever the thing is, um, and uh, uh, Chanel was her, even though she was Asian. Chanel Miller, I think her last I can't remember. I could look it up. And then it becomes, and then it turns out Persky's wife is also Asian. That community is riven. They're persona non grata. Dude gets a job as a tennis coach. They drum him out of there because it's like they don't want. It's like okay, you know what's happening? It's like when you have a judgment. I don't care what Sugar Shane O'Malley nut jumpers are saying. He didn't win that fight against against uh, 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 Petrion. Nobody believes that. Nobody with eyes believes that. Look at the audience when they announce it. Look at him before they announce it. Say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. People have a tuned ear and nose and eye for injustice. Remember the monkey test. They came out and they gave one monkey four raisins. Came out and gave the other monkey ten raisins. You know the monkey that got four raisins was just happy to have the raisins. Didn't give a shit. Can't do that with people. So now they're in a quandary. They're both convicted, and they knew they couldn't fucking know chicanery because they people are going down on separate, they separated trials and going down the same road, and you can't go, oh, we believe the story about the psychological control of a woman who appeared on Forbes of the Fortune by herself and talked about this endlessly and never seemed to be bound at the hip by this guy. We know Sonny and Cher. We know when this guy, Edie and Steve. We didn't they never process these guys together. She was undercover alone. She had freedom of motion attitude. So he gets convicted. She gets convicted. Sentencing comes up. He gets sentenced later, was convicted later, because people know it's a three-legged race that involves two people in a potato sack, and these are the two people. Can't jail a brown guy and let the blonde go. You can't even slap on the wrist the blonde and you have to somebody's got to pay. You got Sam Bankman Freed out there with FTX. You know, these are <laughs> makes Bernie Madoff look like a child. You got to, somebody's got to pay. Exactly. Tell me where the road turns. Well, it's turning. 11 years and 3 months. Not what I would have liked. And you notice they separated the fine chart, the fine from the, the sentencing. Yeah. Why'd they do that? Because they're waiting to see what we do. Like Don Rickles used to say, yeah, I love my black brothers over there. His friends right now are robbing my room. Like, hey, wait a minute. Is he laughing? <laughs> Don Rickles. They're laughing? 11 years, three months. Hey, they buying that? Now, Sonny will get, if Sonny gets 11 years, three months, everybody will stop thinking about it. If Sonny gets grossly disproportionate amount of time more than she did, there are going to be questions. She's going to appeal. Sonny should probably appeal. It's part of the process. They can build it in. If Sonny gets less time, no harm, no foul. If she gets the same amount of time and more cash, he gets lesser time and the same amount of care, no harm, no foul. The guys I referenced in my piece who both went to prison for murdering their significant others, both with drugs being a causal agent. One guy got seven years. The other guy got, well, he got 20 or 25, was out, and then got back in. He's back in San Quentin. The thing is, we know the difference between four raisins and ten raisins. We're not chimps. So, you know, um, so insofar as I think about this in connection to Ozzy, like I say, you know, the bosses at Ozzy, Watson and Rao, part of the whole grift initially to me was like, you know, in the future when they write business case studies about the genius thing we pulled off, they will note somewhere in it that it was done by brown people. And I'm, I'm actually feeling moved. Only to be Don Rickolized because back to behind the scenes, he was like, Did they, they buy that? Is he, they buy that? 
they, they buy that? Hitler used to do that. Sorry to go Hitler again. Hitler used to, he'd give these speeches and he wanted to know always, how they, that, did they, were they buying that? If you look at the pictures he took with his, his fan photographer, where he said, I'm going to act like I'm giving my speech, I'm going to strike some heroic poses. He did. Feedbacking. Feedbacking. Are they buying this? I bought it in regards to Ozzy. And then it was interesting to see, completely captivated to see, and at once the shit goes, goes blows up. An index card from the O.J. Simpson, Michael Jackson playbook. People who couldn't be bothered with being black their entire fucking lives are suddenly now, hey, whoa, I'm going to appear on Charlemagne the God show. And Charlemagne the God, astute study. He's like, he's trying to equivalentize everything here, uh, 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 Watson. Well, is it, uh, you know, this kind of thing's happening in the Valley, and then suddenly everybody's focused on the black. And, they, and he says, yeah, yeah, but what about Eugene Robinson's piece? And he's like, well, I fired him. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> so uh, yet another black-on-black black crime. I recently found some guy on the pre-Musk Twitter who was like, oh, they let these white people get away with everything and a good man like Carlos Watson gets subject. I'm like, bro, dude fired me for something that they had said I could do, leaving me with a, a zero income in a household with a, a child under two years old and a wife that wasn't working. That, that is what you're, you're, you're extolling your, the, uh, the virtues of. That. No health insurance. For an infant in the house, no cash, no severance for 10 years of service, nothing. For start starting a sub stack that I have in print I, that I asked you and I could have started and you said, okay. And then you said, I, we change your mind, take it down. I go, I can't. Well, I'm five months in. I can't. I can't give all the money back. I can't do what it doesn't make no sense. I don't see how it imperils the business. It does nothing but drive business to your business. And then I realized I, I shouldn't take it personally. It's an angle. It's an, it, yeah, it's an angle. You got to play the angle. Like the guy says in the movie, in that movie, he goes, you know what an angle kiss? When you got something that the other side doesn't have. In regards to the oopsie last night, what was the angle? Was the bald one there? I don't think so. If you want to know what a car crash looks like, last night was a car crash non-parial. Because I was posted up to watch. And who was it? I think Mr. Is texted me. He was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one you sent me. Lewis was out. Well, I'm a big Lewis stan, so I start paying attention. He, Whatever happened, he had to be rushed to the hospital. Had to be rushed to the hospital. He was okay at the hospital. Get some medical clearance, come back. And he, he is not allowed back because despite the professional slap league and despite the charm offenses, which shows the bald one, they're kneeling at the feet of a, of a, of a fan who died from cancer, who he cares so much about because he's trying to rehabilitate this image of him as a scumbag. Listen, you're a scumbag. Embrace the scumbaggery. I don't have a problem with that. I love that Danny DeVito character in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Frank unrepentant but they live in deathly deathly fear of Doug Dedge who's Doug Dedge I think that's his name sorry rest in peace if I don't have it right Doug Dedge was an alternate for an MMA match in Ukraine and was killed in the cage much like Cal Shkalak and his aborted uh, efforts to 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 uh, to uh, to unionize bodybuilding, which I use when I talk about the failure to unionize MMA. Doug Dedge is a story <clears throat> that is buried. They used to say nobody dies in the ring at Muay Thai fights in Thailand. Altogether true. The criminal enterprises that run—I don't even say ran—I say this gently. But with insider information, that run 
Muay Thai in Thailand would always make sure to take gravely image, injured fighters and pull them outside of the ring where they died on the floor or a table. If this is an organization, if this was an organization that was paying people with meat, as reported by documentary filmmaker Robert Klein, this, this is an organization that has no compunction at all by pulling you the four inches outside of the apron of a ring and saying, nobody dies in the ring here. So whatever was happening with Lewis was enough so that the sausage, the sausage stuffers were like, we can't let him go in there. We this is not a point in time where we can have afford to have a 40-year-old fighter who is slightly overweight die in the cage, whatever. Maybe he was taking a pain pill. Maybe it was laced with the fentanyl. Maybe, I don't know. Little birds, I don't know. But the fight was canceled. Meaning that Jan Kudalaba and, and uh, Kennedy and Jokuku, that's it. That's that's what? Nah, nah, man, nah, bro. And somebody thankfully put up like the last ten seconds of every fight on Twitter, and that's what I watched. That's what I want. You know, listen, people who have who've had problems with sex addiction. What they've never made clear to people who don't have problems with sex addiction are that frequently you are motivated by degree of difficulty, right? For, I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example. It's a joke, but it's an example. A couple weeks ago, wife gets a present, couple's massage. They, so you have your massage tables next to each other. They take you in. One person, the maitre d' of the place takes you in. It's just a room. It's like these storefront things where you get jerked off, but it's not like that, right? So you go in, it's a bed with a room with two beds. You go in, take your clothes off. You're never sure whether you take the underwear off or not. I take the underwear off, whatever. Say, so lay down, put your face in the hole. And then 30 seconds later, two people come in the room. You have no idea who they are. But because I'm a paranoid lunatic, I'm using all my Scooby senses. I figure out that there are two women in the room and I could hear them. So they have poles over the tables. So at one point, the woman climbs up onto the table and I can hear the poles as she's holding onto the poles and walking on my back. And at one point, she's doing some rhythmic rocking on my back. And I start to think, I I 100% guarantee, I don't even need to look to know that my wife has now opened her eyes and looked to her right to make sure just a day. And I was like, as crazy as that sounds, you have to know that as I calculate the degree of difficulty in pulling that off, it becomes the most desirable thing in the world for me. Now, keep in mind, I have no idea who, I can't visual, I have no visual ID on who's giving me the massage. It could be a 90-year-old woman. I don't know. But in that mindset, the degree of difficulty, it's like, I'll give you another example. Taking a huge amount of LSD and dri driving a friend's car across country. He needed the car driven across country. I'm sweating like a pig now. So I'm driving his duster and there's, there's construction on the road. Okay. The woman I'm with was like, I can't drive. I can't, I can't. No, I said, go get, just get in this bed. Pal, do it. And the cones are set up. There's construction on the road and the cones are set up, narrowing the road to a super narrow thing through this long tunnel. And I realized going through, as, as it start as the wall start to close in, I might have bitten off more than my LSD head kick control, right? In other words, it is so tight in the tunnel that were we to stop, we wouldn't be able to open doors and get out. That's how tight it is in this tunnel, going through the hills of Colorado. And there's a point at which I had to, I had to go, 
I had to go Muslim, by which I mean as God wills it. Took a deep breath, jammed on an accelerator, flew through that tunnel with about an inch to spare on either side of the car. Like they say in Italy, sempre in derito, always in this direction. That's it. That is it. Um, so sometimes degree of difficulty can be, you know, the degree of difficulty was super high in getting that car through this tunnel in Colorado, but yet I did it when I realized that, um, you know, no matter where you go, there you are, man. You can't fall off a mountain. You're always on the earth. And these other macro homilies that we tell ourselves to get through it, but you can't get around a dead guy in the cage. You can't do it. A dead guy in the cage is always a dead guy in the cage. That makes, did you see the the, the financial report for uh, 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 Endeavor? Look at it. Only bright spots on their spreadsheet, professional bull riding and the oofsie. They're creating products to drive shareholder value. The next product, professional slap league. Outside of the, oh, they convince you now. They say, hey, nobody is going to, nobody's going to die doing this. They don't need any brain damage. These claims are overstated. You do understand they don't need long-term fans for the sport. They don't like fans like we are. They do not like addicts. No place likes the addicts. When I I was at training at Gold's Gym at the height of my insanity, I had five-hour workouts. They weren't making a nickel off of me. In fact, I was a drain on the system. I go to jujitsu seven days a week. That's seven days a week I'm taking showers, and that's seven days a week they have to turn the heat on to, to heat the place while I'm in there. You know who they're making money on? They get the 30-day plans. The guys who show up, and then they leave. That's the professional slap league. Because if you flew into last night's fight, you have no idea that in the continuum of, 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 of MMA, MMA UFC fights, that was shit. And what made it even more of a bitter pill to swallow is that those people who were fighting were fighting their hearts out, which is where you have the weird paradox between true belief and cynical opportunism, which was a running theme through the Substack piece. Where I say, I'm okay with Sonny, I'm okay with Elizabeth Holmes going, skating on this charge. It's not right, but she works an angle and can beat the rap. I got to support the hustle. Why not? I'm always going to stand against the house. But then there's the uncomfortable reality of the brown man, Ramesh Sonny Balwani. You know, we're okay with a certain level of hypocrisy, but not so fucking naked that we let we let the... And everybody's saying that she's attractive. She's not attractive. She's just more attractive than... Uh, uh, but you know, some guy tried to pawn a woman off on me up in Canada. I some punk rock pimp. He's like, let me into your show. I go, what do I get out of it? He goes, I'll hook you up with some woman. Gets my attention. I go, really? What? What she look like? He goes, she's blonde. I go, that doesn't answer my question, bro. I said, what she look like? He goes, she's blonde. That's all you need to know. You know, <laughs> sell that to the cheap seats. That's not all I need to know. You can pay like everybody else to get in, you bum. And so there's the uncomfortable reality of Sonny Bawani. You know, you can't have, can't have these, these, you know, good for the goose, good for the gander. We're in that reality now. And in the Substack, I quote three different women who were like, I'm too pretty to go to jail. You know, half of them, 50% did not go to jail. In other words, that argument was bought and successfully sold to the legal system. Now, I believe I'm somewhat of a handsome guy, but I have never tried to beat a charge on the basis of me, prison, being a a jail, being a bad place for me to go because I'm handsome. Moreover, I haven't done that because I don't believe it would be successful. I don't believe it would be successful for any man. Lest you think I'm just, just going race on this one. 
But the, the the fact that the oopsie sold what they sold last night. I mean, look at them. Again, this is a weird sympathy for the devil because um, because I, I have to say, I can't. What are they supposed to do? They're supposed to cancel the fight? Huh? Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, should have had a backup there, but he's no Joe Silva or Mick Maynard that they have a backup for this. Let's rotate somebody in. Somebody. It was already a dog of a card. It was already a card that I had zero cares on. It underscores a reality. It underscores a reality that they don't have a deep bench. And let me tell you something. If you think having that bench full of Dagestani guys is going to help the sport, you're 100% wrong. Which is why they pulled the fantastical, magical, come-from-behind win of Sugar Shane O'Malley. When Rich Franklin got beaten by Anderson Silva, the bald one's face was a, was a was an image of of professional misery. Great. Now I got a middleweight champ who can't speak a word of English, not realizing that it was tremendous upside for Anderson Silva. Handsome, photogenic, kindly, but boom, he had stuff that translated that that Rich Franklin didn't have. And the fullness of time, I think I, I think the Baldwin figured that out. It's shocking to me that he had to figure it out because it that quality of it, the Q quotient, it. precisely defies that sort of analysis. You don't know why you want to look at them, but you want to look at them. We have it's not like we don't have case study on this stuff. We got a lot of it. There's a reason why like people talk about I say Scarlett Johansson and you have different feelings than if I say Rue McClanahan. Even though Rue McClanahan in her day was a Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, exactly, man. Chase Sherman. The fact that Chase Sherman was in there to get his face pummeled is 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 an amazing win of mediocrity over anything else. I mean, they don't give a shit. Let me tell you something. I was gonna just now make the claim they're like McDonald's, except for the fact that, like it or not, McDonald's actually cares. They have brought in top flight food people. They spend a lot of money trying to make that shit good. At least they don't want to be a Philip Morris. Good and very possibly good for you. They moved in salads. Some comedian was like, hey, they moved away from their target zones. And I said, yeah, man, they moved away from potential fucking legal lawsuits as a result of that dude's movie. They don't do this shit in Europe. They still sell cigarettes like crazy in Europe, except the one thing is now they add all these pictures of people dying from cancer on the package. Okay. So so that fight was absolute shit, but you know who knows that? We do. You know who doesn't know it? If I went to, if the old pro in Palo Alto was still open, yeah, that's what I, one of you guys came up here. I don't, you know, me doesn't want to be, Mr. Brian came up. We watched the fights at the old pros. Yeah. How many people would have tuned in to last night's oopsie at the old pro? Have you watched the way people watch sports? They don't watch it like I do. Some of the some of the TikTok things or the or the, the reels or the Instagram posts that capture guys watching, kind of they capture what how the addicts watch. And I realized I stopped watching them with fighters. I went up to Jake and Gil's house once when they were roommates, Jake Shields and, and Gil Melendez, to watch the fights. And I was shocked that they were blabby mouths through the whole fight because they don't give a shit. They paid attention when somebody in their weight class came up. But outside of that, they didn't give a fuck. They were talking and going to the kitchen, getting beer. And then, that's not how I watched the fights. In fact, you know, Akasha tried to hang for a bit and then realized, this is a fucking drag because Eugene doesn't talk. I'm I'm watching the, I'm listening to the commentary. I'm watching the fight, and my computer is going. My computer is going the whole time. I've seen people watch football games. This is the reason why people like soccer because it leaves space for participation. Yeah, I know. I I I, I do that. I do that. But I'm also trying to you know I'm trying to put my finger in the air and figure out where the the jungle is. I make no mistake that those color commentators are marketing people. That's all, but I want to hear that marketing. 
you know, all of what they said leading up to Sugar Sugar Shane O'Malley's win over Jan indicated to me that they hadn't been in on a kill take <laughs> because they called it like they saw it. And they're like, well, but right away they covered CYA. They say, yeah, well, you know, if you look at the, the punch and the significant strike, get the fuck out of here. Well, you know, they don't want, you know, on, on the fly, they started managing that reality. And that's what they get paid for. Yeah, total tires. <laughs> yeah, 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 Toyo, yeah. Um, and yeah, and you know, and I don't have to repeat this, but I'll repeat again. You know that when you see a commercial multiple times, it's not like they're paying more money. They've gotten a deal because nobody's been able to advertise, which tells you something. The signage, all the stuff in the cage, like just like you see with car racing, that's big money. The fact that they can't sell ad space like the Super Bowl, the halftime, is ins- I did a beer commercial for Miller Genuine Draft, made over $100,000 on it. I spent two days filming in L.A., got $2,000 a day, and I made over $100,000 in residuals. Miller Genuine Draft, tattoo. Type it up. You should find it. I had my head shaved and no mustache and was in my 20s, so you have to adjust. But you can see me clearly featured. These commercials they keep showing, showing over and over again. Nah, nobody's making hundred thousand dollars on that. They're cutting deals and giving packages. Um, the people who are paying serious money, I got you. One eight hundred radiator. Jake Shields had it uh, embroidered on shorts for a fight he did at the Tokyo Dome. They paid hundred thousand dollars for that. A hundred thousand dollars. one eight hundred radiator. Now, keep in mind. I, I, I say that because I want you to understand. When was the last time you bought a radiator? Okay, you don't buy a radiator that often. When's the last time your radiator crapped out on you? And yet, that money that they paid for the signage on the shorts was significant. And this was like fifteen years ago. So the commercials, so what does that mean that, the, that they're not getting big money buy-in for the televised commercials, but the signage that they get that, well, the signage is for the duration of the fight. You know, the, the, the commercials is not for the duration of the fight. In other words, they can't guarantee consistent numbers from beginning of fight end to the end, to the end of the fight end. Whereas if you're in the cage, you got your, you got your print there, you know that for the duration of the fight, however long people stay, they're exposed to your brand. They don't care about people who will turn it on at 1 o'clock and turn it off at 10 o'clock. Yeah. $54 million to fighters. <laughs> fighters. Yeah, well, let me handle the money for you. You know, no, no, come here. I, hey, hey, I got a check for you. I got, I got, I got, I got a check for you. From who? I got from Reebok and Venom. Uh, but uh, they're going to give it to me, and then I'll give you a share. How much is it? Eh? How, how much they said? You know, th- these are details. We'll work them out later. So were the fights good last night? Huh? Fights? Yeah, the fights. Fights. Yeah, how were they? Were they good? I, I don't know. That's the exact same answer that I would get if I went to the old pro and talked to somebody, if it was still open, and talked to somebody who had been there several hours while the fight was on. This is how people watch baseball. This is how people watch soccer. Yeah, this is how people watch uh, 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 the, the basketball. You or I don't know this, but for many people, these are social events by which they can. But we do our bonding on Sunday. They do them during the fights. You don't give a shit. You hear a scream and you say, oh, "What's happened?" And then you wait for them to show it. In the that we do these things that are removed. If you've ever gone to the fight. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't even touch the Greg Hardy thing. If you've ever gone, gone to the fight, the thing that's amazing, that's good. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the Will Smith joke I heard about the slap league, that was funny. But I can't have any jokes about the slap league because it takes away from the fight. Listen, if they want to do some outre stuff, take that phone booth fight. That I like. Two guys, have you seen this thing? 
They took the old British style phone booth. They put two cats inside the phone booth and, uh, and, uh, and they fight, <laughs> you know, guy from crime faces, AC from crime faces. Cause I need to talk to my man in the Bronx about doing that shit in the elevator. Yeah. Now that's something because at least you can faint. Now, listen, I don't, you don't know who you're talking to. People think slapping is effete. The last guy I knocked out, I knocked out with a slap. You can't be just, if you know how to throw a punch, unless you got gloves on, you can't be hauling off punching people in the face if you want. If your hands have already been broken, fine. I broke this finger this week, fine. When it heals, I just tape it, and I tape these two fingers together, and I still roll. And that hurt like hell just now touching it. And I roll them together, and I just I use a paddle. And I'm I'm rolling with it. It heals. It'll heal. I got solid. You talk, remember shaking hands with Tank Abbott? It was like shaking hands with the with the who's that guy? The the the, the Fantastic Four. What's that character called? That Fantastic um, um, the Thing, right? Isn't that called the Thing? The guy made out of rocks. The Thing. That's what it was like shaking hands with uh, with a. Uh, 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 I guarantee you with Tank Abbott. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everything based on the shortening of attention spans, everything is not geared to the long term. It's geared, if you haven't been able to pay attention, to, if you haven't said, my kids rarely listen to a whole song. When they'll tell me, they said, first of all, I say, Dad, let me show you a song. And then I don't get beyond 30 seconds. Why do you think that is? Fair use. That's what you get when you listen to Apple music. They give you 30 seconds of a song. That's enough. Bing, 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 bing. You know, somebody wants the most accurate description of ADD that I read was some woman in like some teen movie and she was addicted to video games. And she says, do you have any idea what it's like to be 10 steps ahead of everybody else? Or my quantum mechanics guy, world famous uh, 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 quantum mechanics guy, physicist Scott Walter once said to me, went through a period where he said, I can see into the future. I was like, that's pretty fucking convenient. We got to start betting on horses. He goes, no, 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 no. I can see 10 seconds into the future. And I go, that's a fucking drag. And he goes, yeah, not enough time to do anything with, but just enough time to make every single conversation I have really boring. I love Boss Rutten. We used to train together at uh, uh, Beverly Hills Jiu-Jitsu. Completely different. I, when I say together, I don't mean he'd show up and say, hey, Eugene. I go, hey, boss. It means I'd be getting strangled on the floor as a white belt. And I would look over and there's boss knee in, the, knee in the bag. But that's enough. When I trained at Kung Lee's place, it was like, oh, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Yeah, I got a sense. Not like he was saying, hey, Eugene, hey, Rumble. None of that. But I got a sense. I, I, I don't come to malign the dead. That's not why I'm here. But I didn't like him. And I believe him to be a bad egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I know a lot of guys who did, but whatever. You, and usually that's the case, right? Um, you know, James bon, uh, James Brown loved the man's music, but his lad, lad, you read his kid's book in the latter act, uh, you know, chasing the wife down, run at the tires, shot out and spark. I mean, oh man, you know, his cats grew up in a different place. He sang about it. He sang about it, you know. Papa don't take no mess. I mean, a friend of mine runs up and grabs me in the street when I'm nine years old. Haitian kid. Say, my mom is killing Philippe. You got to help. Get your mother. Get the... My mother was like, hey, wait, it's easy. You know, I got a message. Parents could kill their kids if they want. She was angry about something. It was beating him with a stick. I lost track. I don't know where these kids, how, what kind of fathers they became, but like if I had a shitty boss, I always resolved never to be shitty like my boss was shitty. It's funny when you have a shitty boss and you know that they had shitty bosses like uh, Watson, and yet they endeavor to be shitty bosses. <laughs> Blows my mind. Blows my mind. So you can enjoy MMA a lot if you realize that MMA at this point is not for you. And part of realizing it's not for you is means that you no longer feel you no longer feel any sense of guilt, shame, or regret when you walk by it. The way this week will shape up, that's easy to do. There was no care, don't care today. 
because there's no fight next weekend because of Thanksgiving. Yeah, sure, they're football games, but again, these are social sports. Given the kind of business that the bald ones run, I'm sure nobody's family is excited about them having to be all in on a fight on Saturday night. Sorry, not going to happen. And then what is this with boxing, with the Greg Hardy thing, where they this is catchweight weirdness where everybody's fighting Jake Paul fighting guys who he's outweighed by about 60 pounds. What what's going on? Did I miss something? I haven't paid attention to boxing seriously in a long time, but what the was when Floyd Mayweather didn't he retire and he's still fighting these exhibition matches which people are paying top dollar for? Guys, don't you have kids? You see it doesn't matter because a long-term tout is not paying for that stuff. We don't matter. Exactly. SS has got it right. That's what I'm I'm staking my claim. You you blow this Johnny Johnny Boney Joni thing with Francis Ngannou and Stipe. You blow that. We're adrift. I feel no guilt about missing yesterday. Zero. I watched those clips. I don't feel any sense of like, man, I wish I'd been there. There's a guy that we used to know. His name was Brian. And Brian was psychotically into group sex. Threesomes, foursomes, gangbangs, orgies. This was Brian's thing. He was an attorney. However, at a certain point, someone had noted that Brian very rarely ever shows up to these events. Up to and including texting people during the event while he's not at the event. While claiming he will be any second at the event, he manages to never show up at the event. And he's given cock assist. By which I mean he's enabled his male friends to have sex with females that are into the lifestyle. At no clear-cut benefit for him, except he gets to hear about it via text. Many people had not even met this Brian. And we finally came up with a word for him. He's an enthusiast. An enthusiast. That's what all the hubbub's about. Their enthusiasm will drive them to drop money hither and yon and not demand much of anything. The bald one says, Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, uh, I don't even remember who he said this about. He said one of the Diaz's doesn't move, Nate Diaz, I think he said about Nate, doesn't move the needle. Kogan, who repped him at that point, raked him over the coals. It was like, boom, the next Diaz fight did fantastic book. And of course, Kogan being the piece of shit that he is, he's a friend, but I can call him a piece of shit, then publicizes it. Don't move the needle, huh? The reality of it is the bald one can't afford to have guys who move the needle because they develop a fan base, and then they can demand things. If they demand things, what do they do? Who are they appealing to? The 7%, he doesn't want to grow the sport in that way. He wants you to come in, drop your money, and get the fuck out. That's it. You are as useful as what you have in your wallet. And that's the deal. That's the fact, Jeff. So I feel unburdened. I feel magically unburdened. I don't, you know, it's easy. It's like the point you get to in a bad relationship where you realize you don't care, they don't care. Um, yeah, man, exactly. That was terrifying. You, I'm talking about uh, SS's comment about Connor. They can't. They had to barrel that guy. That guy had to be barreled. You want to create situations where you got these guys under control because you, you, you'll fuck up your business model if they're not. They don't want us. They don't want us. They don't want us. Not there are many reasons they don't want us. You know, I remember when the bald one had hair. I will never respect that guy because I remember when he wasn't respectable and he's gotten less so over the years. That's not what you need hanging around. You want people who are perfectly comfortable with your inflated sense of self as it stands presently. That's what you want. Is it? Yeah, hey, nothing I hate. Hey, hey, Mick Maynard. Hey, Sean Shelby. Keith. Nothing I hate more than a yes man. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah, 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 boss. Yeah, boss. <laughs> Woo! So rather than feel angry or upset, I feel all right. 
and you too, you should too. Thank yourselves for helping me. Look what you made me do. The subs, the Eugene Robinson Substack. Thank yourselves for having made it a bestseller. At this point, that is doing much better than the show. I will make no readjustments until this time in 2023, but I have to say that this is the show is doing less well. And I'm just turns in terms of total viewership, which is fine. It was fine. I'm not whole joking. That's fine. But I get a bestseller, so I'm happy about that. There's no tomorrow. There is no care, don't care preview because there's nothing to preview because there's no fight next weekend. Tuesday night, there is if the shoes fit. So that's something to watch. I believe uh, I believe Nate is not on. I believe it's Alexi. So make your, uh, 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 you know, express your, is it Quake or is it Quisp? Whichever you like. If it's, I think it's uh, it's John Nash. That's your taste. He's on Tuesday. Uh, my Macy Gray, Kasim, Bentley, Stewart, uh, Braithwaite. Pieces for uh, the end of nowhere via uh, Wong Duty have not hit the end, uh, the light of day yet because now we're having illustrators illustrate them. So I could talk about them, but they don't exist. Until then, have your friends read the Substack since that's a bestseller, I guess. I've delivered the manuscript for the memoir. That's out of the so I'm just kind of sitting around. God drew all of his sons, asked him one day, Satan, what have you been doing? Uh, just walking up and down to and fro. It's kind of what I'm doing. I'm trying to rehab this. Um, I'm trying to rehab this this heel. And then look what I got for the heel. I got some BPC 157 amino acid, which says not used for human consumption. So let's hope I'm here. I'm here next week at a live to do the show. Kids still sleeping, so I'm gonna keep it quiet. But you know how we end the show. Here it is. Look what you made me do.